You're listening to the Coach T Podcast hosted by my dad. Welcome to another edition of the Coach T Podcast. My name is Isaiah Thomas. Season three, season finale. And what a season it's been. This season was a little bit tougher than others. I was, I don't quite say it. I had better priorities. Not saying that the podcast is not a top priority to me. It is one of my loves. Uh, But this season, I was busy. As many of you know, I've coached both my girls in in soccer primarily. But last year, my youngest Everest wanted to give wrestling a try. So we did the Bay County Runner, Runner Minis program, which is where they take kids for four weeks. They practice four times, and then they have a inter-squad duel with their partners. And I remember the first time I ever stepped on the mat. She was so nervous, didn't even want to go out there and, and wrestle in the meet. But when they offer candy, she couldn't resist. So then, my way had the girl states, and I felt that'd be a great opportunity for her to do competition and kind of low risk at that point. And she went one and two. So this year, we put together a youth wrestling program in Pinconi between myself, Jason Pemberthy, Eric Swinson. And we had some great coaches that helped us in Logan Wyshynski, Hewlin Wicks, and Brent Booth. And um, we were able to put something together and wrestle in the Nimwa, and, and Everest really enjoyed that and ended up taking third there. And then we did My Way States again. And after going one and two, she ended up winning the thing this year. And after that, try to settle things down a little bit. Try to come back to reality with school almost over. I think I have like seven days left. So my biggest takeaways from this year, I think more than anything, the term gratitude and positive affirmations ring so much to me right now. From a gratitude standpoint, being thankful for having the opportunity to compete, coach, officiate, be a shining example for those around you. I don't think 20 years ago I understood what those things meant, what gratitude really meant. And I think now we've gone beyond the wins and losses. We're putting more effort into what the process looks like and enjoying the entire process. It made me think a little bit about my academic journey, going from a kid that wasn't great academically failed a lot of college classes because I didn't apply myself to finally putting together a stretch run those last four years from LCC to Saginaw Valley to get my teaching degree. And in fact, that's been 10 years since I walked across that stage, that diploma, shaking Dr. Gilberson's hand and feeling like a million bucks. Gratitude. Another thing is positive affirmations. Last year, my oldest... Mari, we did self-love beauty father-daughter event. And it really helped me and her kind of understand each other a little bit better, communicate a little bit better. And then this year, 
my wife got to do it with my with both girls and then we did another father-daughter event and we've been really strong advocates for that program and what it teaches us and we talk about positive affirmations willing things to existence you know we talk about goal setting and for our athletes and then but but the big thing is how do we make ourselves feel how do we view ourselves what is our perception and sometimes in life it can be very difficult to have a positive jolly outlook on yourself or how people perceive you you got to have confidence you got to be thankful for the things you have there are some days when I go into my teaching job and I just feel, you know, but I have to think back to all those times that those teachers or coaches saw something in me that I didn't see at the time. And, and I realized that through it all, that I have to have confidence in myself. I have to be able to understand that I can do anything that I put my mind to and writing those things down and speaking them into existence. One of my students who's on our soccer team has been putting these positive affirmations on my whiteboard. And many of them are like, hey, we're going to have a great game tonight. Or or I'm going to cheer hard for my teammates. You know, just the little things. And I just, gratitude, positive affirmations. It just makes me smile. Now on the wrestling front. It's the off season. I know I've stressed this a lot. But get your kids into camps, get them on a dual team, or better yet, do open mats. Whatever it takes to keep your kids' skills sharp heading into next season. And remember, you don't have to grind them out. I think that's kind of a misconception. Unless you're training for a competition, this offseason should be about learning and perfecting positions. The best positioned wrestler usually wins the match nine times out of ten. So that's what we're working on. Can we be in good position all three positions? We're talking about top, bottom, and neutral. And this is a great time for team bonding. So if you go to a camp and it's a beautiful place, I know Boudreaux goes up to St. Ignace. And if you've ever been to the Boudreaux camp, highly recommend it. But there's just so many things that you can do there. They take a trolley or a boat over to Mackinac Island. It's about the experiences with your teammates and with other athletes that are your kids' ages. It's about having fun. If your kid is training for Central Regionals, good luck this weekend. If you're training for Fargo, you're pushing towards them. You're about six weeks out. Or I'm sorry, my math's all. We're still in May. Little, little under two months out from competing for a stop sign trophy. Start writing down your goals, athletes. Start writing down what you want to achieve at that tournament. Write down your goals if you make the junior or cadet dual teams. Where's your goal as a team? And don't be afraid to seek people and ask them questions about how you can get better. In, in anything, in any sport. You know, our my podcast has been about wrestling. It's primarily a wrestling-focused podcast, but to the athletes out there, just start seeking and start being becoming a student of the, of the game. You don't get better by sitting on your butt and doing nothing and expecting things to change. 
which brings me to my next thing. How do you change a culture? Throughout my wrestling career, whether it's been as a competitor, as an official, as a coach, um, changing cultures and things like that, how do you do that? Well, from an official standpoint, continuing to mentor these younger officials and teaching them how to call matches properly, teach them how to keep athletes safe and things like that. From a parent or fan standpoint, we need to leave the officials alone. We can be upset about calls that don't go our athletes way. It's kind of the nature of the beast. At the same time, like I've told my athletes, we have to overcome certain things that are going to happen in the match or certain things that are going to happen in the game. You can't say that one call completely decimated you from achieving victory in a match because there's several opportunities that you had in the match that just didn't, for whatever reason, didn't work out. And how do we go back to the film and say, what could I have done differently here so that doesn't happen to me again? So from an official standpoint, building that culture of we are going to go out there, we're going to make sure your athlete's safe, we're going to go out there and call the matches the right way, and we're going to maintain good professionalism while we are doing it. From a coach's standpoint, preaching sportsmanship to your athletes is always, always number one. Win or lose, you shake the guy's hand, or you shake your opponent's hand, you shake the other coach's hand, and then you walk off the mat, head held high. You can be disappointed, run your sprints, do your push-ups, whatever you do post-match. But understand, once that match is done, it is done. You cannot go back in time and change anything about it. Coaches and wrestlers, because trust me, coach a lot of high-level wrestlers that were able to achieve their goals and some that fell short. And it's taken me almost two years to kind of let those things go because in my mind as a coach I did everything I could along with our coaches to prepare them to be successful at the end of the day you have to be you have to be satisfied with what you got and if you want to improve on it start right now what you need to do so there you have it season three finale not as a wrestling center as I know all of you love, but it's been fun. I've truly enjoyed this podcast and having people reach out to me and tell me how much this podcast has made a difference in their coaching or competing has really made me very happy. When I left coaching initially after my last year at Western, in some ways, I was torn I loved all the kids I coached, but I also wanted to spend more time with my family. And I wanted to figure out a way to give back to the sport that has done so much for me. The sport that has, in some ways, made me the person I am today. I don't know where I'd be if Randy Heiser, my youth coach, hadn't challenged me as a basketball player saying I couldn't, couldn't compete, couldn't wrestle. Or where I would have been... If <laughs> Coach Jinx didn't challenge me in practice every day about you get out of what you put in it. Come on, Isaiah, you can do it. Work hard. Wrestling single-handedly saved my life. And one of our coaches once said that sometimes 
we need wrestling more than it needs us. And there's been times where I've needed wrestling, the training, what I went through growing up, losing my brother, dealing with some of the hardships academically, losing my father a few years ago. But wrestling's always been there. And my friends through this sport, the family that I've been able to connect with over the years has been simply amazing. This season finale goes out to one of my teammates, Teddy Treadwell. We were teammates in youth in high school, and he just recently passed away. And I've always said about Teddy, he was one of the most gifted wrestlers I've ever had the opportunity to witness, whether it was competing or practice. He had so many great qualities about him as a wrestler, and he was an amazing teammate. And his memory lives on, his family, his children. And I hope that through his wrestling family that they reach out to them and tell them how much they love them and that they care about them and that we're all hurting from this loss. So there you have it. The wrap up of season three. It's been a great journey. Looking forward to season four and the opportunity to interview more amazing coaches and athletes. And I'm going to switch it up a little bit in season four. You're going to get some people that are outside of the wrestling world. You're going to get some younger voices. But as always, this podcast has always been about giving back to the sport that has given me so much. Thank you and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Coach T Podcast by my dad.